The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3084. Today we're continuing our series of debriefings from the complete season one of Andor. And today we're going to be talking about everybody's favorite couple, Mon Mothma and Perrin Fartha. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So before we begin, I do want to, I guess it's the Department of Corrections technically speaking, but <laughs> it has to do with the question of whether Bix identified Anto Krieger as Axis for the Empire. And we had talked about the fact that they cut away from that scene before she gave an answer and the tear rolling down her eye was kind of a, a a bit of a red herring, if you will, because you know, maybe it suggested she did, maybe it didn't. We had no idea. Well, anyway, in episode 12, after the raid where all of Krieger's people are killed, Partagaz and Dedra Miro have a conversation, and she's unhappy about the fact that there are no prisoners, and says, you know, there should have been a conversation about this, and Partagaz says, you want to have a conversation, find Axis. So that pretty much tells us that Bix did not identify Krieger as Axis to be able to throw everybody off the scent. All right, so let's talk about Mon and Perrin. And we've actually got more to talk about with Mon Mothma, but on today's episode, we're gonna focus particularly on the relationship between Perrin and Mon, which is really <laughs> kind of an awful relationship. I mean, if there was such a thing as a marriage of convenience, this might be it, except that there hardly seems to be anything convenient about it anymore. And considering what we're learning about the arrangement for betrothals with Chandralin folks in high society, it does make one wonder what the match situation was between Mon Mothma's parents and Perrin's parents, like how they thought that that was going to be a particularly good match, or I guess I should say how Mon Mothma's parents thought that Perrin was going to be a match that was suitable, worthy, that sort of thing. Like, I don't necessarily understand what he brings to the relationship. There's nothing that we've learned about Perrin that makes him even a worthwhile person. And in that final episode, one of the things that happens with the whole gambling argument they have, he says, where would I even get the money? And so that kind of suggests that he's not necessarily even bringing wealth to the relationship. So, you know, where <laughs> is the selling point for him? Not that I'm especially looking very hard for a selling point because he's already demonstrated that he has <laughs> very little. I mean, he has no regard for Mon Mothma or her politics or, you know, the uncomfortable positions in which she may find herself when he decides to invite people to dinner parties who are abject opponents to what she's advocating in the Senate. 
Then he just whines about why does everything have to be boring and sad? He's just about his own entertainment and gratification. And then there's Mon's dig at him about having discussions about charitable stuff and that he wouldn't be interested in it as a result. And then there's the conversation with Vel where he remarks on her being unwed and that her only prospects for getting married would be to find a widower, to which she says, yes, all the good men are taken, which is a fantastic response on multiple levels. And Mon's little smile when she does that, when Vel does that, is just priceless. I love it. And then, of course, there's how Perrin undermines the relationship between Mon Mothma and their daughter. He's not supportive of Mon. Like, I've gone through all of that stuff <laughs> in the podcast previously. So, for sure, kudos to Alistair McKenzie. As I've said over and over again on the podcast, he has made Perrin the character I absolutely hate, loathe, and despise from season one of Andor, and he's done it so well but he may end up being part of a solution to Mon Mothma's bank problems, as it were, because she gets into the argument with him in the car heading away from, you know, presumably some other social gathering at somebody else's house this time and asks for privacy from the driver. But she knows that the driver is a spy. She's said as much to other folks already. So yes, that's already made clear and yes he is in fact eavesdropping so you have to wonder whether the conversation she has with Perrin and accusing him of gambling whether that's totally legitimate or if it's just done for Cloris's sake or both. It certainly does seem like Perrin has had a gambling problem in the past. He is denying it utterly and completely now, but I don't know if I trust him. I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him in that regard. And you know, he's like, somebody's lying to you. And she's like, oh yeah, we can agree on that. Which, you know, again, writing, spectacular, dig, perfectly delivered. Genevieve O'Reilly, spectacular as Mon Mothma. Oh, so wonderful. And it turns out that her suspicions about the banking situation being observed and detected are definitely founded because Cloris goes to talk to Blevin, the supervisor at the ISB, and says that it would you know, explain the unusual banking moves that they are seeing. So they're actively watching Mon Mothma's accounts. And when Perrin says, where would I get the money? And she says, that's what I'm afraid of, or, you know, for all intents and purposes, that's what she says, right? She actually is planting the framework for putting all of this on Perrin. Not that it's not going to harm her potentially politically, but at least it's not going to get her thrown into prison on treason charges. Between the two, I would say scandal is definitely preferable to prison, especially under the new public order resentencing directive that's happening too. And then you can look at the whole Davos Skuldron betrothal introduction situation either as a bet hedge. So if the gambling situation doesn't handle the 400,000 credit issue she's dealing with right now, then certainly this may help. But it's also the situation that's going to help her going forward, it seems. But considering how Mon Mothma has described Davo as a thug, it's going to be very interesting to see where his loyalties lie. I mean, she has an idea of him as a thug, but what does that mean? Like, where are his allegiances? Certainly, he suggested that he's willing to hide transactions that people don't want to have attention called to them, but 
you know, are his loyalties to the rebellion or just to money? I think we're going to find out the answer to that as we get into season two of Andor. And it's still an open question of what is going on with Perrin by the time we get to see Mon Mothma in Rogue One and Return of the Jedi. We don't know what his situation is, and we have no reason to suspect that he's in jail, he's dead, they're just separated, maybe they're still together in some fashion but just not hanging out with each other. We don't know, but I have a feeling that question is going to get resolved by the writers in season two as well. And that is going to do it for our look at the dysfunctional relationship between Mon Mothma and Perrin Fartha, which I think is going to get a lot more functional for all intents and purposes by the time we get into season two. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it. As always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.